Hello and welcome to a DD channel where we will be playing God Mode. Uh, in this episode, we will not be playing live play Dungeons and Dragons, but we will be building characters to play Dungeons and Dragons, including the world, the plot, villain, and just a general overview. Do you play DD? Do you like building worlds? Do you build plots a lot, but you can't talk to girls? Well then join us, you hobgoblin, as we take you down a road of an adventurous style that we call God Mode on a D&D channel. My name's Dominic again. I'm here with Melina. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mel Sobe, and I'll be accompanying Dominic on our lovely adventure of this wonderful creative process that we've never done before. So we're going to be making a character starting with the world. We can start off by building the world, the character, the plot. We are going with Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition, uh, but we'll also be making homebrew setups. So if we want to make the world's biggest halfling, but he's actually only the size of a human, we're just going to use human stats and call him a halfling. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he'll have halfling stats just human qualities that would be cool too that could be cool anything fun so we have a few stats we're gonna make we're gonna build the entire world that they reside on inhabitants the environment the country they live in uh which would be basically location government and population how all that stuff flows mm -hmm. uh the economy and then we'll do a hometown they live in like their general small time area and then a house that they live in and then we'll build the character that lives in it okay so What's a world that a D&D &D character could be in? Okay, so um, I actually have an idea because as we were driving over here when we oh. saw the little egret in the median. A world of nothing but a giant Walmart. That would be horrible. <laughs> where, <laughs> and utterly horrible. Where, where you, if you want to get up in life, you have to work in Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole Dungeons and Dragons campaign of doing nothing but working at Walmart. You have to work yourself up the ranks. <laughs> and the conclusion to it is at the end, you just get ass fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody actually wins. You get fired and you lose your 401k. You slip on a peanut and you don't get workman's comp. You just get fired. <laughs> or you can go back to level one with you're a cart pusher <laughs> <laughs> i was a cart pusher back in the day yeah i was once level one and never made it past level one <laughs> okay what was your idea sorry um a prehistoric world with egret people oh egret people yeah oh that's kind of cool okay so it was a white little egret and he was tiptoeing through the bushes chasing after a lizard and it just made me envision you know those um, coniferous trees that sprouted up like little palm trees. Okay, so if we were to go through with this idea, do you want to call it Egret World or, <laughs> or Prehistoric World? What's this world called? I do not know. Hmm, what do you imagine this world being like? Very prehistoric. So like Triceratopses and stuff? Yeah. Or just prehistoric layout with like Dungeons and Dragons fantasy creatures. Yeah, I was more of imagining that. That sounds cooler. Okay. So, how about there are dinosaurs in it? Uh huh. But for the most part, it's prehistoric. And so, okay. do you think the dinosaurs? How about the dinosaurs are the animals? Yeah, exactly. But it's oh, that's cool. Yep. Okay, so dinosaurs are the animals. This is a prehistoric world environment, so it's just like a crazy prehistoric kind of. I imagine volcanoes in the background, smoky air. Yep. And then it's inhabited with D&D. Uh, &D. Regular D&D &D characters are its normal inhabitants. Mm. 
the country they live or uh the world is a prehistoric world yep i'm imagining the dark clouds volcano Mm -hmm. there's dinosaurs roaming around there's still like t-rexes and stuff uh triceratopses i don't even care about the era of correctness because a triceratops is as close to a t-rex as humans are to iphones yep. or uh it, I, I think it goes the t-rex is closer to the iphone then the t-rex is closer in time to the triceratops mm-hmm. which is fucking obnoxious but yeah it's crazy but fuck that this is a world of non-canonly uh <laughs> i'm so bad with grammar non-canonly dinosaurs so pterodactyls are with you know megalodons mm-hmm. which i think sounds gnarly as fuck yeah yeah i really like this one already <laughs> so we have a world filled with dinosaurs D species inhabit it like elves and dwarves mm-hmm. so it'd be cool as fuck so this is basically like arc except arc with D characters yeah okay so your player our person we already had the inhabitants. That's D&D world. Yep. The environment is just, you know, there's plants and caves and stuff like that. Micro species, bacteria are still a thing. It's not like that's not going to happen. We could operate on the continent of Pangea. Oh, that's cool as fuck. Good idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're operating on Pangea for sure. What part of Pangea? Tropical part? Cold part? Where do you want your player's character to come from? I would assume a tropical part. I don't really know what Pangea is like, personally. but um, There's an image of Pangea on the monitor. Um, what sounds cool is right in the center, mm-hmm. right where India is. Do you see India? Yeah. It'd be cool right around there, because I bet that's where giant megalodons would be. Or where Alaska would have been on Pangea at the top left. I'd want it to be the most tropical slash uh wild uh aquatic one possible i'd want our character to be on a beach with just massive fucking waves coming in <laughs> and in uh megalodons in the water and we could even go through a whole of a series of maybe the character would have to go onto a raft and go over top of the ocean and fight giant megalodon sharks that'd be cool right yeah that sounds so fucking gnarly to me so let's say for right where alaska meets right around uh south of alaska's pangea it looks like canada ish <laughs> yeah the the center left of pangea that looks like a gnarly spot for big waves okay and big megalodons cool okay so we have that so our player is on pangea the government around this area so our players on the spot what's this person's town gonna be like you know what's where's this person living i would assume it'd be i mean given the you know setting i would kind of feel it'd be more leaning towards the tribal aspects than it would the like metropolis aspects Mm -hmm. so i imagine like a uh when you say that kind of like a tribal hut setup but mm-hmm. it's an advanced tribal hut to where they still have like glass beakers. They can make glass stuff. They have uh, weapons. Yep. I, I'd say artificers might be kicked out of this world. You know, gunpowder is not quite a thing, but bows and arrows are really good. Yeah, it could be possible up to a certain extent. But I mean, an artificer and it's more most like, um, um, like I don't want to say primal, but like mm. 
Okay. Yeah, an artificer could be that without gunpowder. Yeah. An artificer could make like wooden gears. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how about there's also, there could always be like in the center of the map, um, like more advanced civilizations that could even have electricity. It's just this portion of our map has tribal, uh, advanced tribal. Yeah. You know, that sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have an advanced tribal uh, town. <laughs> on the edge of a massive beach so basically i imagine uh rainforesty africa with huge waves and dinosaurs <laughs> rainforesty africa with huge waves. Yeah. okay like yeah. am- like the amazon rainforest mm-hmm. except on a ma- on a big beach with like huge waves and i imagine our civilization our little town has like a uh wooden barrier walls that, okay. that go around the that would make sense that stop the t-rex and shit from coming in okay and they can still make it to the water inside the wall so this thing kind of cuts off a whole portion of the beach and this is like their town okay like a moon-shaped fence against the mm-hmm. water kind of deal yeah okay what do you think their town would be called i have no idea we I'm might have to come back names. to that yeah <laughs> featuring ludicrous <laughs> that's the town name there you go <laughs> that's a callback from big mouth okay so we got the we'll we'll come back to the name later the government uh that's a tribal government so it's just a free market survival of the fittest kind of thing if something pops up it makes a dent into the market yeah probably chieftain status yeah there's one quote-unquote elected leader yep yep rules the people could be our person could not be a person how about the population is this like a tribal community that has like 10,000 people in it? Or is it like a 5,000, uh, 10,000 BC kind of movie? Yeah, I was totally thinking like tops 100. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I kind of want it to be a little bit more than that. Okay. I want it to be more of like a social structured area. So okay. Like, like 100, more like maybe 1,000 at least. Okay. That way there's like people that can go out and still get killed by raptors. And it's just like a... It's not super detrimental to the tribe, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. That way more events can happen. It won't hurt the tribe as much. Okay. You value one life more than I do. <laughs> one life wouldn't hurt the tribe for me out of 100. <laughs> oh, I mean, if you thought about it, 100 people in a tribe would get fucked. Yeah, totally. Like, that. Like if the, the, popula- the demographics of a... Fucking phone. The demographics of a population, mm-hmm. if there's 100 people, that means there's probably only what 20 that are of age of like mating or something like that or nah there's probably 70 percent are like mateable yeah but then like there's probably like 20 kids tops yeah so that would take out a massive percentage population if one person died yeah you know what i mean definitely so but that's so realistic now i'm getting into it too (laughs) canonly into the game (laughs) i care for the tribe too much already no (laughs) no tribe (laughs) <laughs> okay, so population, you want to agree on 1,000 or split it down the middle and say 750? Down the middle would be 500. Okay, 500. You want to say that <laughs> yeah. Yes, let's okay. do 500. Compromise, people. That's how you get a good girlfriend. Uh, so that's we have the economy, hometown. Okay, this person's house. Okay. Where do you want this person to live? Do they, should they be in a humble little little abode or should they have like a sand castle that they live in or something crazy like that we, we could make mm-hmm. them like a mage later on and could have like a way to make the sand build up and be strong 
or they could live on the outskirts of their town yeah inside the woods and be like this badass that lives amongst raptors (laughs) okay what do you think i don't know i'm trying to picture it Hmm. i was thinking on the outskirts yeah like the tribal equivalent of a mobile home (laughs) <laughs> and he, he kind of has like a wagon lives out of cart <laughs> yeah. Ooh, think about the hobbit how the hobbits move oh, around yep the hard foots i don't want the the her foot i don't want the um tribe to move around i want them to be stationary okay but i i like the idea of our guy has a mobile unit that he brings around okay you know filled with all of his items and whatnot yeah yeah or it doesn't even have to be mobile i just want to imagine that whole camouflage hut setup okay hmm. it probably wouldn't be smart if he was out in the woods unless he surrounded was by raptors super proficient at it yeah unless he was super powerful he could be level one and just be really good at like hiding yeah maybe huh <laughs> maybe not. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or he could have a little home with spears around it yeah hmm or underground an egret underground Oh, it's an egret. Yeah. <laughs> egret people. Are all the people egrets? No, I was thinking it was a mesh of people in town. Okay. You just want to homebrew an egret? <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about an egret. <laughs> okay. Okay, so it's an egret, let's say. Then he could live in a tree. She. There could be a big tree. But then, you know, because then, then you think about the tribe, and the tribe is kind of like, why don't they all live in trees? Well, I mean, if they're not all birds, then. Okay, true. So this person's an egret. <laughs> It was outside. Let's not say for sure it's an egret yet. Let's just bring in egret people later on. Okay. I'm only going to picture an egret. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there could be a swamp near the town. And he could... This egret person could live in a swamp still. That's true. A swamp would be kind of cool. Yeah. And then the swamp could also stop big dinosaurs from coming in. He just has to fend off the crocodiles. Jesus. And the giant bugs. Oh, that's kind of cool, though. And the big old snakes. Okay, so I think I'm going to say for sure, how about a log cabin on a, <laughs> on a swamp land? Okay. Uh, and, and it's just covered in, like, moss, so it, st- it like, stays in. And what what he, stays in? Uh, so it camouflages it. Oh, okay. So it's like a log cabin like you build from the video game Ark. Yep. And he covered it in moss. Mm-hmm. She, he, it covered it in moss. And all the crocodiles kind of like come near. But don't fuck with it too much, you know? How, like, how does this person keep like these giant monsters here away? I don't know. I would assume like natural ways. Like one, it's a mage and or whatever else its class might be. He'd probably defend it himself. Yeah. Probably well. sticks in the sand, maybe. I mean, this could always be part of it. This person could be a teenager that's like, when we make the character, mm. and he's just rebelling against his parents. <laughs> you know, and he's like, the parents are pissed because he's living in this super dangerous area and he's barely fending them off. But they're like, God damn it, Billy, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> no, mom, I can fight them. Because <laughs> he's an egret. <laughs> okay, so. We'll put it stationary for right now and just say log cabin on a swamp. Okay. Outside of the village. Okay. Yeah? Yep. Okay, Sounds cool. good. So the next step then, that pretty much sums up the world, I'd say, and where he lives. Yeah, probably. Where he sleeps. Just a a, a bird nest inside of a cabin. Yeah, a little, a little bird nest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that brings us to the character himself. This is where it's going to get intense. So race 
Are we down to call him a bird man? Egret boy. Yep. Okay, egret boy. <laughs> so then I'd say the closest thing to an egret boy would probably be like the uh, Aarakocra or something like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So for sure, let's write down that our guy is an Aarakocra. 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 Do you want to write that on the character sheet? We're going to build the character sheet of this uh, character and play him off as we go. So we have a home-brewed Aarakocra. I'd say... Isn't an Aarakocra just any bird? Uh, I think it's more of an eagle. Really? Let's look up on the class. I have it right here. The Aarakocra sequestered in high mountains atop tall trees... The Aarakocra, <laughs> except for this one, who lives in a cabin, <laughs> sometimes called bird folk, evoke fear and wonder. Many Aarakocra aren't even native to the material plane. They hail from a world beyond, from the boundless vistas of the elemental plane of air. Uh, beak and feather from below, Aarakocra look much like large birds. Only when they descend to roost on a branch or walk across the ground does their humanoid appearance reveal itself. Standing upright, Aarakocra might reach five feet tall, and they have long, narrow legs that taper to sharp talons. Oh, it says parrot or eagle. Oh, parrot or eagle. 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 Wait, scroll down. Their heads complete, blah, blah, being something like a parrot or eagle. Okay. Well, okay, well, that being said. Parrot or egret. Egret. Yeah, of course, yeah. Egret. Okay, let's look at their stats real quick just for fun. Ericocra get a plus two to dexterity and a wisdom score increases by one. The age, Ericocra reach maturity by age three. <laughs> Compared to humans, Ericocra don't usually live longer than 30 years. That's okay. That's cool. This is the live fast, die young guy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, most Ericocra rarely choose sides when it comes to law and chaos tribal leaders and warriors might be lawful while explorers and adventurers might tend toward chaotic oh definitely chaotic right this guy's this guy's whole being is living on a fucking cabin away from his tribe like also i'd like to say this Aarakocra definitely wants to try surfing um, <laughs> your talons are natural weapons and you have to you can use to make unarmed strike if you hit them with it you deal slashing damage equal to 1d4 plus your strength modifier instant instead of bludgeoning damage normal for an unarmed strike they know common aracocra and orin what is orin i don't know a u r a n so aracocra very nice i like him so we have an Aarakocra living in a log cabin on a swamp inside of a prehistoric world surrounded by dinosaurs yep. and big fucking waves. Mm -hmm. Okay, character. Uh, background. What do you think a good background for this guy? He seems like a fucking rebellious little dickhead. How old do you think he is? I don't know. I mean, if he's living on his own in a house, probably. He, if he's a teenager... He just reached maturity, so I'd say about five. <laughs> <laughs> if they reach maturity at three, yeah. five would be like... Nineteen. A sixth of his life. Yeah. What's a sixth He'd of? be like 27. Oh. Well, that's not a teenager. <laughs> he's, let's make him five. Okay. So he's like a... He's, oh, fuck. You're right. I see what you mean. Four? <laughs> <laughs> Three would be 18. 
Hypothetically. Let's say three and a half. Okay. He's fresh, but also not the freshest he could be. He's not as ripe as the typical ripe bananas. And they keep track of the point fives because they um, live for so little amount of time. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, they do. Okay, so a good background for this guy. There's so many backgrounds. We could homebrew our own background, but as of... Jesus. Yeah, do you want to read off some that seem good? We have a list of background that we're looking at people just for uh, creative inspiration. Is he a runaway? Ooh, run- I mean, yeah, kind of, right? Right. There's a there's a runaway. Yeah. Let's click on runaway and see what stats come up. Maybe you grew up in a noble's home. Maybe you were just a well-off family. Maybe your family has been in a trade for generations, but you're not having it. You don't want your path carved for you. You want to carve your own path. So you've run away from the home. You've run away from everything you knew. Work with the DM to determine which one was what you... Okay, whatever. Fuck you. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're reading off a D&D wiki, and it's fucking great. They have so many good stuff. I think this one's pretty good. Runaway? Yeah. Okay. So what's he running away from? You know, what's his family then? Maybe his family. It reminds me of Kung Fu Panda. Um, for <laughs> some, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I like that. I like that. So maybe his family is a bunch of um, noodle workers. <laughs> oh. They own a noodle shop. <laughs> worm. Uh, what's the ramen? Worm ramen. Worm ramen. His family's worm ramen makers. <laughs> and he's like, no, mom. I don't want to be a worm ramen worker. <laughs> I want to fight. I want to live the last 15 years of my life fighting. <laughs> Good. Um, run away. Okay. So he's not noble then, that's for sure. No, he's a middle class. That'd be family trade. Yeah. So it says choose one of these sets two based off your family, noble, historian, or religion, well-off, animal handling, or insight. Family trade, they say, would be athletics or survival. But this is where we just homebrew our own. Like, okay. what two proficiencies do we want ramen worm maker to have, you know? Um, I could see animal handling for wrangling the worms. Hmm. Um, and maybe... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And Andy's living in a hut, so... Uh, I don't know. Something... What would you think? Maybe... Um, what goes into forming a noodle sleight of hand, perhaps? Uh... Yeah. We have acrobatics. That's not really a worm handler. Nope. Um, insight could always be one because he knows how to make a damn good bowl of ramen noodle. <laughs> r- worm noodle. Noodle. Uh, medicine. Maybe he makes medicinal worm noodles. Like maybe they had a medicinal worm noodle thing. Maybe that could go into finding mushrooms as well to put in the ramen. I would say for sure one of them would have to be survival. Okay. Survival is like a, he's, he knows how to make uh ramen worms from nothing you know this is a pretty i don't know what do you think that's a odd an odd one yeah definitely um oh what if we what if we did deception because he knows how to sell a bowl of ramen real good i think that'd be more persuasion then okay yeah persuasion for sure because he's a he worked at the front desk okay Salesman by heart. Yep, and Got we need it. one more based on background stats. So, uh, I looked up base needs for a custom background, and you need two skill proficiencies, okay, two tool proficiencies or languages, and to replace 
or you can replace you can replace background equipment package with another or choose to start with wealth okay so um the one would definitely be persuasion yep i've already marked the other one as animal handling okay good he's Fuck a it. worm wrangler. yeah he's he's proficient at handling worms yep and also for his own diet probably frogs <laughs> frogs are like his appetizer or something like like dessert <laughs> he eats worm ramen then he's like he finds a big old toad a bezel bufo oh to squish right in his mouth we're gonna do level one for simplicity people uh we can talk about how gnarly this character could be and would be but if you know anything about character building on D D, this podcast would be five hours long if we had to build a uh, level 20 yeah god forbid we build a major sorcerer or some shit oh my god <laughs> alignment would definitely be uh i always lean toward chaotic good okay that right? makes sense i mean he he's breaking away from his family so we can make an argument that he could be a neutral but i don't like the idea i always like the idea of a chaotic good yeah so for an example of chaotic good this will be fun characters that try to do right but on their own terms on not societies as a result they may break laws in an effort to do right a good example of a chaotic good for people who barely know this stuff maybe uh, luffy from one piece the anime robin hood uh, Robin has a good example because he shoots, he steals from the rich and gives to the poor, but, you know, it's breaking societal standards. Uh, Harry Potter, not really Harry Potter. No, Han Solo, Michael Scott. You oh, skipped one. Yeah, Han Solo and Michael Scott. Mm -hmm. Michael Scott, for sure. He never does wrong. He's like a god in a man's <laughs> body. Yep, but you also can't hold him to his script. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he breaks the uh, the script of the company all the time. For sure. <laughs> okay. So up next would be three traits that we could give them. Okay. Um, three traits. For... Aspects of a person's personality that help some of the character as a whole. Oh, for personality traits? Mm -hmm. What did we do about tool proficiencies mm -hmm. and... Mm -hmm. You are right. Yep. So background. We're still on background. I forgot. Yep. Uh, well, baker tools. So he's got tools to make ramen. Okay. Would that be baker tools or would that be noodle making tools? Uh, well, I'd say noodle making, but also he can catch worms with them. Like I'd say his tools would give him a good set to catch and cook worms, but it's specific to worms. So he's really fucking good at catching worms. But when it comes to anything else, these tools do like shit unless it's anywhere. Wor so. <laughs> what the fuck do you catch worms with? <laughs> I was thinking he just sticks his beak in the ground and catches them. Okay, okay. So then baker's tools. Noodle making tools. Noodle making tools. So we need two two tool proficiencies, though. He's proficient with noodle making tools. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Um, hmm. He's a runaway. And he's probably, if he has a log cabin, I'm assuming he, my brain went to, he built it, but that seems ridiculous. He could have built it in that way of like, maybe it's just a really giant nest. And then there's a door area cut out of it. Okay. So less of a log cabin than more of a. Well, I mean, who knows how big the branches are, but. Okay. So then he has a nest 
he hollowed it out and he put some wood inside of it to stabilize it so much. He's been there for like a year then. Yeah. And then since then he's been just fucking building this thing solid now and it like withstood a storm. Mm -hmm. And now it's like pretty concrete there. Okay. I like that. So should we put like uh, construction tools? Okay. This guy's a runaway and he's going to keep doing this. So he's been getting good at it. Okay. I like that a lot. If he ran away from them to noodle make, what does he want to do with his life? Oh. Noodle making is too confined. mundane. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so if someone ran away from noodle making because it's too mundane, maybe he wants to do something just incredible. You know, like a dinosaur wrangling. <laughs> <sighs> He's sick and tired of of wrestling normal worms. Worms. Now he wants to wrestle big worms. Big worms. <laughs> or we could make him do something else, like he wants to be a male prostitute. <laughs> His family was forcing him into an arranged marriage with the flower people next door <laughs> uh, to combine these shops of noodle making and flowers. <laughs> Well, like I was a thinking flower like, bowl with words. Like wheat flour. <laughs> it's a real royalty move for the fucking family. They're making a business deal. <laughs> Discount on flour for noodles. I like it. We could do anything we want. Yeah. So what's the most outrageous thing? Like, so far we've made some pretty low-key fun stuff. For sure. But I think it's time to make something fucking crazy with no. this noodle boy. Okay. Like something outrageous. You know, he's chaotic good. So, hmm. I mean, dinosaur wrangling's kind of chaotic, but, like. Well, it's going to come down to we need to know his class to really, but we could put a class to what he wants to do now. Um, hmm. This kind of goes into his plot a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. maybe we should work on his personality traits now. Because, okay. um, well, his character, his background, we still need a little bit on his background. His background is two tool proficiencies, and then we replace background's equipment package with another or start to choose with wealth. So maybe he just has an ex adventurer's... Explorer's yeah, pack. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, and then we'll jump to three traits that we give him. So this dude... Or girl. Noodle boy. <laughs> Noodle boy? Seems hard-headed. Okay. He seems like hard-headed and driven to push him to this, right? Okay. So, uh, tenacious? <laughs> tenacious D. Tenacious, right? Okay. Hmm. So, he's a pretty tenacious little dude. Tenacious. He'll hmm. jump out to get whatever he wants. Yeah, what what does he sound like to you? What does this character give off personality-wise in your brain? I was thinking spazzy. Mmm. That's fun. So he's like, oh my god, what? Yep. Okay. Put down spaz. Spaz is pretty cool. Spaz. And then let's make one fucking crazy. Not like he's fucking crazy, but like let's throw a big old curveball into this. Hmm. 
I think I have per- some traits. Okay, so we have like honest, deceitful, compassionate. We have a leader, loyal, selfish, gullible. Gullible might be a fun one. Uh huh. Well, he is new to living on his own. Hmm. Okay. So he wasn't really trained properly in the art of. Like, he knows how to convince you to buy a bowl of noodles, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know how to not convince himself to, like, fall for a pyramid scheme. <laughs> but he also convinces himself to buy a bowl of noodles. Yeah, <laughs> let's do gullible. I like gullible. Because you can still be persuasive and gullible. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Okay, so we got the three traits. His ideals. Ideals are beliefs that drive a character. An example would be, if I dishonor myself, I dishonor my clan, or... I'm a free spirit. Nobody can control me. That one seems pretty... Or... Like, I will do whatever it takes to be wealthy. If I become strong, I can take what I want when I want it. But that's like a, you know, evil almost. The early bird catches the worm. Ooh, that's pretty good. (laughs) Hmm. The early bird catches the worm. So he's like really driven to waking up early. (laughs) More of he's um, proactive. He he'll get ready to okay. push through and do something. That's a really know? good. One. I think th- there's no better than the early bird catches the worm. <laughs> like imagine if we went to a dungeon master's campaign and he's like, "What's your character's ideals?" And you fucking bird noodle maker, and you were, <laughs> well, the early bird catches the worm. <laughs> like, oh, you son of a bitch. That's like his family saying that, like. The, every retort to everything well the early bird catches the worm <laughs> son your grandma has brain cancer well the early bird catches the worm <laughs> okay so now we can move on to bonds for sure bonds are things people or places a character cares deeply about and would fight to protect a example would be somewhere out there they have a child they don't know about but they're making the world a better place for them uh, their instrument is their life and they would do anything for it uh, they love hobgoblins with their whole heart and even if they hate him in response mm-hmm. uh, doorknobs turn me on I want to steal them all yeah that sounds about right I want to have sex with as many women as possible it makes me feel good that's not I wrote down examples Just <laughs> <laughs> it's not a personal preference ooh I love fame and one day I will achieve it okay my parents were stolen by seagulls since I vowed to get rid of them and scourge the bird mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, Mel, what if what if he had some kind of hatred for seagulls because he's a fucking eagle? <laughs> Egret. <laughs> hmm. Would that be a flaw or would that still be a bond? Well, things, people, or places a character cares deeply about and would fight to protect. Uh, well, it says fight to protect. So it's a bond. It's not a hatred. So he's got to protect something. He's got to feel some kind of love for something. So what's like a... What is he fierce about? Hmm. I mean, he could be driven off of his own passion to do what he wants to in life, you know? So we'd have to figure out what he wants to do then. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we could probably pick that out now. We have a tenacious... What are the personality traits? Spaz and gullible. Tenacious, spaz, and gullible. What would a tenacious, gullible spaz want to do in life? Hmm. What would a spaz want to do? A spaz is like my... Uh, our, uh, a spaz would want to do anything. It's Yeah. That's such a... 
a gullible person and then a tenacious person. Yeah, there's not really anything that points that kind of personality toward a direction. That's just like a purely a trait that's pretty maladaptable to everything. Yeah, for sure. I mean, all personality traits kind of are. Uh, you could want to make dinosaurs look pretty by bedazzling them. <laughs> That'd be fun. That's just a hard one because... Like, he's going to want to fucking bedazzle every dinosaur he sees. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Uh, a bond. Well, if he wants to be famous, we could make him be famous for something he wants to do. So we could say, right now, we could put the, still the plot form on hold and say he wants to be famous. It could be, hmm. It's people or places a character cares deeply about so i don't know if that really does things people or places like that's a noun that this player has to care about and would fight to protect okay um, so it's more of like he really cares for about bowls of ramen noodles mm-hmm. and he will fight to protect the honor of bowls of ramen and noodles yep. it's been ingrained in him to uh protect the family secrets of perfect ramen noodle making yeah that sounds pretty good then because yeah. Because this guy could have his own... He could still want to be like a male gigolo. <laughs> and if he's in like a male gigolo situation, then maybe some badass woman picks him up on like a triceratops and takes her back to her, her, her house. And when he's there, she's like making up this horrible bowl of ramen. He's like, ma'am, <laughs> I, I want to have sex with you, but Jesus fucking Christ, you got to change up that bowl. <laughs> Do not disgrace my existence. You're putting pepper with shrimp flavor and it doesn't make sense and he like he'll literally fight to protect it like, okay like drop the bowl of ramen now if we had to put it into a general overlay of how this dude feels with his ideal i don't i think it seems too with his bond yeah i think it seems too outrageous to say that he'll fight somebody over a bowl of ramen so i'd say his bond would be I love ramen still, and I won't let bowls be tarnished at my utmost ability. So, imagine this. Imagine the female prostitute is hiring him to have sex with her. Yeah. And he doesn't... He sees that she's making him a bad bowl of ramen. He's not going to kill this one because he's a chaotic good. That would be, like, fucking crazy. Too crazy for chaotic good. But... He would, in the midst of a fight in a chaotic battle inside this hooker's home, if, like, orcs came in and tried killing people, in the midst of it, he would drop some pepper inside the ramen, you know? And he'd be like, oh, hold on. And, and protect the yeah, ramen. like, mid-swing, he'd, like, protect the ramen. Does that make sense? Yeah, I was thinking maybe um, if, like, she were to prevent him from putting it in, he'd do... A fighting style that would allow him to get the ramen, but not, like, touch her. Mm. Like, you know, the quick movement one where, like... Yeah, like yeah. Worm Fu. Like, he's got some kind of... Like worm Fu. Like, he's got some kind of really good sleight of hand of being able to uh, steal ramen and, like, make it good. Yeah. <laughs> ramen is love. Ramen is life. Okay, so I'm going to give him a feat, then. Let's give him a feat. And the feat is when it comes to ramen, he gets all advantages on stealing it because he's so fucking in love with ramen noodle bowls. Warm ramen. 
Ramen advantage. <laughs> Everything ramen, he gets an advantage. <laughs> Whether it's persuasion about a bowl or like stealing the bowl. Just everything. Anything concerning ramen yeah. gets so, an advantage. So if the BBEG is just a giant bowl of ramen. Oh <laughs> this boy, he's going to fuck him up. Yeah, this guy's in the fucking zone of truth of okay. he's going to fuck your ass. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, ignore that. Um, <laughs> okay, so the next one. A flaw. A flaw. Which gullible is pretty close to a flaw. It is. But, for example, the weaker aspect of your character. So, I'm so overly horny when I see cheese, I can be controlled like a puppet. Uh, these are examples I wrote down. My father hit me as a kid. Now I flinch every time someone comes near me. I'm so slow to trust anyone other than my family. That's an actual normal one. Or, uh, I'm so obsessed with myself, I can't even see when others are upset. Okay. You know, what? What's those are just some creative sparks. Mm. What would his flaw be? Well, he loves ramen. He's gullible. He's spazzy. Uh, he's tenacious. So I would say this kid sounds kind of impatient. Which kind of makes sense because he only lives 30 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know, so like outrageously impatient. Yeah. So, um... Oh, so if he was a male prostitute and he was outrageously impatient, then he'd want to bust the load super fucking quick. What is up with you and the prostitutes today? Well, we don't have to use it. It's just a funny example. You know, like, it's a, it's an easy, obvious example for me. Pick a different one and I'll use that one instead. A train conductor. A cliff climber. Go on. Do it. Two things are wrong with that. He's a bird. So what does that matter? Maybe he likes to scale mountains because he likes the idea of using his body and not his wings. What if his wings were clipped? Mm. That would be kind of cool. That's sad. <laughs> yeah, but... I don't know. Why would his wings have been clipped? Uh, maybe in the village they grew up with, just like in certain villages in Africa where they castrate the woman's clitoris, it's just fucked up like that. And they just said, you know what? We're putting everybody on even grounds here. What a horribly toxic society. Yeah, this it would be a bad village. That'd be like one of their main modes of getting away. But think about it makes sense on why the kid wanted to get out of the village. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, good good continuity there. Mm-hmm. So his flaw could be impatient and wings are clipped. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's so sad. Yeah. This might be a disadvantageous, disadvantageous character to pick, though, because Eric Okra's stats are built into them to have but flying yeah. as a big part. That makes sense. Yeah. It's weird. Oh, well. Oh, you want to uh, <laughs> play D&D on hard mode, use this guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I say we go through that. Clip the fucker's wings. Impatient. Wings clipped. Cool. So we just flawed the fuck out of this yeah, guy. Yeah, we did. <laughs> okay. Poor guy. So now it's going to be a fun part. Now we need to find a name for him. Mm. I'm feeling something not basic. For some reason, the word name Trevor comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn it, Trevor. <laughs> okay. What name for this kid? Is First of all, a girl or boy? I just, I feel for a boy. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a boy. Okay. 
Hmm. We could make him anime name. Like. Uh, uh, I don't want to say Saitama because that's too cool. Okay. Sanji. Mm, Sanji's good, but that's too related to like wanting to. Could be gone. If you ooh, if you made Sanji, he's definitely got to be a male prostitute. Doesn't have to adapt the character's <clears throat> attributes. Uh, Gone's pretty good. Gone. Turtle pecker. <laughs> Gone turtle pecker. <laughs> I mean, do you want to roll a d20 to say yes or no? Dice are behind you. Right in the black bags on the thingy right behind you. The desk file desk thing. Okay, so we are using dice this game. <laughs> Did you say we weren't? I didn't say we weren't, but we're not playing D&D, so it's like a... It's a D&D without dice. This is D&D without dice. So we're going to roll to see if this guy's name should be Gone Turtlepecker. <laughs> <laughs> if we get a 10 or higher, it's a yes. If we get a nine or lower, it's a no. Okay. That would be an 18. Oh, wow. So this is definitely Gone Turtle Pecker. <laughs> gone Turtle Pecker. The 19-year-old in bird years, Aarakocra, who's a tenacious spaz with his wings clipped, and we still don't have a purpose for him. What's he want to do? What does he want to do? Hmm. What's his purpose in life? Where does he want to be in 30 years? Maybe he just wants to find a good mate. And that way he can have kids with a uh, non-clipped wings. With a non-flower maker. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. It's, it doesn't have to be insane, you know? He doesn't have to be a male gigolo. He could be just a guy looking for a suitable bird woman mate. Mm-hmm. Instead of the filthy seagull that they pushed upon him. Ooh, they're going to interspecies breed him with a seagull. <laughs> Imagine the children. Oh, I like seagulls. Okay, so... His goal in life would be to find a mate that accepts him for having clipped wings. Okay. And he want he really wants to have kids, you know. He wants to have cl- kids, or you could have him. He could be uh, looking for a cure for his clipped wings. Oh, that sounds better. Okay. Oh, maybe in this world of non-artificers, we're gonna find ourselves searching yeah. for an artificer. Exactly. Okay, that's his purpose. Okay. Would that be his ideal, though? No, because the ideal is just the way he lives life. But what about a bond? Things or places a character cares deeply about and would fight to protect? He cares deeply about getting his wings back, and he's going to fight to get them. And that's why Mm -hmm. he left the village. Okay. So ramen is love, ramen is life. Well, that's still going to be there, but we're going to have to remove his feet. (laughs) No, fuck that. Keep the feet. This... This guy has no fucking wings. Okay, maybe that's just his <laughs> deeper backstory. Yeah, okay. Okay. 
Uh, now I say we roll for stats. Oh, we're gonna do that. Yes, we are gonna okay. do this. Wings were so we actually prematurely got the plot done. Yeah. Yep. I like his ramen advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we need six D6s? Yeah. Um, a six. We need four. Okay, so I have all the stats ready to go. Okay. Character, roll for stats. As you can see, eight to nine is negative one. Ten to eleven is zero. We have all the stats. So. Yeah. Okay. I'll do three. You do three. Okay. I will write them down. So if... Anybody's listening who doesn't know how rolling for stats goes, you roll four d6s and you pick the top three and you add them together and it makes a character bonus. So we just made this dude and he could still roll these dice and have a completely horrible, he could be a nerd that just fucking sucks with nothing but negative ones. Or he could be a badass and roll super good. So, Or on average, they're usually split probably in between and you get an average character yeah but in my past i always get the worst characters i've i'm half and half i either get really bad or i get super buff yeah okay okay so first roll six six and a four so that's pretty six, good six four okay okay one more or two more six and two twos that's a pretty low roll yep one more Oh, a six, a four, and a one. That's an 11. See, those aren't that good. Okay, now you roll three. Normally you roll six times, but me and Mel are splitting it because we're both making this character. So we have, currently as our modifiers, we have a plus three, a zero, and a zero. Oh, that's not too bad. Oh. Six, six, three. So you got six, six, three. So she actually got six, six, three, and two, but you cancel out the lowest number. Just for people who don't know how this is going. Three best of the four dice. Yes. <sighs> oh my God, she got three ones and a two. That was the worst. So that's, that's like negative. That's by a four. Far. That's a negative three score you just got. Oh shit. This guy might have the worst charisma in the world. <laughs> no, he can't. He has persuasion. That doesn't mean it can't be bad. I know. It just means that he could be a dipshit who isn't as bad at persuasion as he should have been. Okay. Last one. Bad rolls oh my today. God. You three, bad. three, two. So that's an eight. That's a negative one. Damn, you rolled way worse than way I did. Way bad. Negative one, negative three, and a plus two. <laughs> wow that's bad okay so what are these scores we're gonna have to put them to a his stat block now okay so we have strength dexterity constitution intelligence wisdom and charisma to divide the plus three zero zero plus two negative three and negative one two okay and aarakocras get a plus one to wisdom and plus two to dexterity yes so Maybe we should give his dexterity a little bit of a bonus up and give him the high dexterity, you know? That way he's actually really good at this. Okay. Um, dexterity. 
Or we can even him out a little bit and give him a zero with dexterity. And he has a plus two with the natural ability. That's very true. Yeah, let's give him let's give him the ten total score and he'll get a bonus modifier of zero. Really quickly, we did not choose his class. Yeah, we will. We'll do that after That's this. That's important to do now oh, because okay, it's a yep. stat modifier. Um, well, he's a runaway. He's a runaway. He's got good dexterity. Mm-hmm. To me, he's coming off as a ranger. Okay. Or a fighter who's bow proficient. Okay. So anybody listening, classes are how he fights. The options are basically, to sum it up smallly, he can be a barbarian, a bard, a cleric, a druid, a fighter, a monk, a paladin, a ranger, a rogue, sorcerer, warlock, wizard. Those are all of them, uh, plus artifice from Bloodhunter, but those are hard. <laughs> he could be a paladin. No. Hmm. I'm thinking of a... His uh, sacred oath is bound to ramen. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. We've never done paladin before. We haven't done a paladin a bard would be cool too though like he was playing music to get customers in yeah forgot persuasion was one of his buffs he's also living amongst dinosaurs now but dinosaurs aren't really part of his life now you know he's trying to get his wings back yeah but i mean i feel like dinosaurs are as much of his life as wolves are in a forest of fairies a monk is a warrior in search of physical and spiritual perfection he already has spiritual perfection of following the ramen. He wants to reach physical perfection. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cut out the magic ones and say, like, he could be a... Eh, I'm, not, I'm not feeling rogue this time. He doesn't come off as a rogue. Mm-mm. And I don't think he's really in touch with nature. You know, he doesn't come off as in touch with nature. No, as much as a... Normal person. Yeah. So a paladin is a holy warrior who's bound to a sacred oath, which... You know, maybe his sacred oath could be maladapted and homebrewed to a... Uh, ramen god. Yeah, ramen god. <laughs> Ramagon. Ramagon. Ramen. All right, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do, let's do Paladin. <laughs> the god of Ra. So in this world, he believes in depth that there's a god of ramen. Yep. Okay. So are we doing Paladin? Yes, we are 100% doing Paladin. Paladin. And a paladin, I will let you know the stats that we get really quickly. Okay. Uh, hit die is a d10. He gets primary, their primary abilities are strength and charisma, but that guy, this guy's not going to have shit for strength and charisma. Probably. Probably. But they don't get a bonus in anything, so. What? Oh, wait. They on. have to. Do At you? least minutely bonus go up more. Plus one of your. Uh, that's later. Yeah, see, I don't think classes give you a plus. Wait, saving throw, wisdom, and charisma. There you go. Choose two from athletics, insight, intimidation, medicine, persuasion, religion. Mm. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Well, it's all based on the love of ramen. Yes. So I would say medicine because he thinks he can make like a really... I, nothing like a strong bowl of ramen to really set you straight on when you're feeling down. Yep. And then... The religion for the god of ramen or more of like a uh, an insight for like he insightfully knows how to make ramen <laughs> hmm could be athletics and he can quickly I don't know how that would oh go. athletics because this guy isn't he doesn't have wings so compared to other aarakocras he's really working on his like land skills okay fair enough we could do that 
and then one martial weapon and a shield. Um. Oh, as his or two martial weapons. So his weapons. Let's give him five javelins, for sure, for easiness, or any simple melee weapon. Um. I'll look up martial weapons real quick. We can pick from his martial weapons. I really, I really want to give someone a net. A net. A net. Nets aren't bad. I've yet to use a net, but I really want to. Okay, so simple weapons he can pick from. Club, dagger, great club, hand axe, javelin, light hammer, mace, quarterstaff, sickle, spear. Maybe... Hmm. He kind of seems like a quarterstaff guy. I was going to say great club, but sure. A great club. Uh, Isn't a great club literally just like a club? Well, if he's a... Yeah, but I was more thinking like someone comes into the shop and they're being a dick. He kind of just has a club ready to like whack someone in the head with or a ramen ladle oh well, yeah we can just homebrew it yeah his club oh that would be a normal club then a club would be a ramen ladle yeah i would think so or mace he's got like a fucking no 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 hmm. club he's got a, a ramen ladle that's like the best ramen we could ladle. do um a club and a dagger we get two simple weapon two simple melees um Let's see. Or you get a martial weapon and a shield, or two martial weapons, okay. and then you get five javelins or any simple melee weapon. So we can have a simple melee weapon or martial weapons and two martial weapons. Okay. So the simple melee weapon is going to be a homebrew club that's a ladle, right? Yep. Okay. And then two martial weapons, which. Martial weapons are battle axe, flail, clive, great sword, great axe, halberd, lance, longsword, maul, morning star, pike, rapier, scimitar, short sword, trident, war pick, warhammer, whip, and then you can also pick martial ranged weapons. I believe martial weapons said are said any martial weapons. Yeah. So, do you want to give him a net? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why a net again? Because listen to the stats. It's worth one gold piece compared to like 75 gold pieces for other things. And it does no damage. It doesn't. It just restrains someone. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy throws a net on people and then comes over and whacks them with a club. Jesus. We don't have to. It's it has just so a funny range to... of 5 to 15 feet. <laughs> <laughs> the the a very good weapon for someone who can fly. Yeah. <laughs> but that would kind of make sense. Like... The, the one of the go-to weapons for Aarakocras are nets. Are they? No, but oh, they can't just... <laughs> <laughs> because these guys fly around and they don't want to kill. Maybe okay. and especially a paladin. You know, like the god of ramen might not want you to kill. He wants you to throw a net on people and like restrain them and whack them out with a club. Okay, <laughs> maybe if you squeeze them hard enough, they'll um, push out like ramen. <laughs> <laughs> um. So do you want to do a net? Oh, God. Yeah, let's do a net, Dominic. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> You're such a dope. When he finally gets his wings, he's going to be a badass. Bad. Okay. Uh, we need one more martial weapon. Oh, true. Oh, good, good. <laughs> good, good. Uh, two nets? <laughs> okay, no. What I was thinking is we should do a um, homebrew of a... Uh, scimitar, maybe scimitar, whatever, maybe. And make it a what? You can pick a, a scimitar as a marshal. I know. I said homebrew. Yeah. What so you... what I'm thinking okay. is we do like a maybe ramen knife, like a chop a chop knife, like that he uses to cook with. I'm so sorry to interrupt this, but 
what if his net was actually a <laughs> bowl of noodles oh. that he put together and it's so like he it's his own brew of noodles that he can make his own basic net and it okay have you seen um they make these little like weird uh domes out of hardened caramel and over desserts and then you bash them and it like crackles down onto yeah, it. Okay. yeah yeah so what if that it's that but made out of noodles hmm but then he'd have to carry around a hardened turtle shell of noodles all the time i okay. think he just has a really good recipe of how to make noodles and he can make really stringy noodles that just stick together. He just has a back pocket filled with noodles. <laughs> like a little pouch. Yeah, a pouch. Pouch of noodles. A noodle pouch. Noodle net. Okay, and then back to your knife part. What is... He's got like a noodle knife. Noodle <laughs> net. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, like, you know, a, a chop knife. Like okay. one that you'd use in a kitchen. Yeah, we could do that. A chop knife. <laughs> a whip. <laughs> what would be a good homebrew whip? A fucking noodle! <laughs> oh my god, duh. Yeah, come on, we have to do a whip. Yeah, we the have to do a whip. whip. <laughs> and he can talk like, you shall get five hits from my wet noodle. <laughs> the, would you like the wet noodle or the dry noodle? <laughs> would you like my noodle net or my noodle whip? <laughs> noodle whip hell yeah we have a noodle warrior paladin bird <laughs> okay let's see what this whip stat is <laughs> his name is gone turtle pecker gone turtle pecker finesse and reach so dex or strength and it's a reach what is a club again can you scroll up is it a um strength dependent uh light bludgeoning it doesn't show any it's yeah, a light so it's weapon strength okay for those listening, we're on D&D 5e wiki dot. Uh, what is a noodle net based off of? Would that be um, dexterity? A wet noodle net. Um, well, it's whatever the net's at. We'll just make the net. Is it a ranged weapon? Yes. So dexterity. Yep. Finesse okay. and reach. Special throne. Okay. What is a special weapon? It's, I read it before, but it's hard to remember. I, I just want to go for it, though. Okay. So we have two uh, weapons that are currently based off of strength and uh, two that are based off of dexterity. And then he can pick a priest pack or an explorer's pack, which he already has an explorer's pack based so on his background. So he's going to pick a priest pack, which is going to have some, some uncooked ramen. Yep. Um, and Warm ramen. Lots of seasonings. I forgot this is worm ramen. I was thinking it was noodles with worms in oh, Okay, it. that makes a lot more sense. Okay. Um, that's their specialty. Instead of like eggs, they use worms. Yeah. Um, okay, priest pack. So it's our own homebrew version of a priest pack. It's his, it, like, he's got a pack of... Ramen pack. But it's a ritual ramen pack. You know, it's it's like a holy ramen pack. So it has five dry instant noodles. Mm-hmm. And when he makes it, it shines bright. Or what if he makes it and then eats it? And then that's how he gets in touch with his god. Okay. Okay, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it definitely has to have seasoning. But, but it's a ritual that he has to do. Like, so in the, in the priest pack, it does have seasoning. Um, he has to eat it. And when he has to eat it, he makes a circle around himself. And he like does like a pentagram style setup and he cooks it within the circle and everything he does has to be within the circle 
and then once he he's done cooking it in this uh, ritualistic circle, he eats the ramen, and that's where he talks to his god. Yep. Okay. Ramagon. Ramagon. Ram- ramen god. God ramen. God. I'm thinking gods. of Ramadan. Ramadan. Ramen. I was thinking of the god Ra, the Egyptian god Ra. Oh. And he rules over the men. Ramen. <laughs> Ra ramen. <laughs> Ra ramen. Ra ramen. Ra ramen. Ramen Ra. Um, I was trying to think of the name of the most popular ramen pack. It's like Maruchan. <laughs> Mar- god Maruchan. Oh. Okay, let's let's that's worth looking up because I think that's got to be his god's real name. Okay. Let's Google most popular ramen in the world. Yeah, that's what I thought. Maruchan. Maruchan. So his name is Ra Maruchan. Maruchan. Ra Maruchan. Ra Maruchan. <laughs> Damn, this character's getting good. <laughs> Ra Maruchan. Okay, so then. God of ramen. <laughs> we had the class, and now we get to put his stats down. So to remind me, his stats are a two plus zeros, a negative one, a negative three and a plus three and we can divide that up wherever we want god he's gonna tank he's got a plus two to dexterity and a plus one to wisdom um hmm well let's not dwell too much let's just make rash decisions <laughs> <laughs> um okay plus three zero zero plus two negative one negative okay, three so i think for sure he has to have a negative three on intelligence this guy seems like a fucking idiot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're willing to risk that. Okay. And his wisdom is a big part with... Uh, so, for his class... I could have sworn... The paladins need mainly... Um, Divine sense. Blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to find what features they need the most. I said it earlier. I think it's wisdom... And uh, paladins need strength and wisdom. Primary ability, strength, strength and charisma. Is that what it says? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Okay, so. Okay. Maybe give his three to his charisma. He is a persuasive salesman. Yeah, I think it makes okay. canonly sense. Three. Three to charisma. Plus three. Okay. And then plus two to his strength. Okay. Because. He's a runaway and he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Definitely plus two to his strength because his wings are clipped. Okay, yeah, that's And he's a, a land-based bird that has to use his muscles like crazy. Okay. Uh, and then we have, so we have the negative three gone. We have the plus three and plus two. So now we have a negative one and two zeros. So. Um, well, we have a plus two on dexterity and a plus one on wisdom. So we have what a negative one and two zeros. Okay, we can do negative one and two zeros. We gave his charisma the plus three. Yes. Shit. Okay, so wisdom maybe should get a zero because he's got a plus one. Okay. Uh, intelligence and negative three. Constitution. That's his health. Uh, maybe that gets a zero. And then maybe his dexterity gets a negative one. Which will equal out to a plus one because he has plus two on dexterity. That's pretty good. I think that's pretty fair for him. Okay. He's not even using dexterity. Yeah, he is. Oh, the net. For the net. (laughs) He's really bad at using it until he unlocks his wings. Uh. 
<laughs> That's so cool. Um, okay, so next step. We rolled for stats. That's pretty good. His plot. We already have his plot made up. He has to find his wings. Now we get to make his villain. Who's the main antagonist for the story? Hmm. Like, he's trying to find his wings, but is someone's got to get in the way, you know, for the storyline. Like, it, if whoever someone used this, they don't need to use the villain, but it's it'd be nice to think of a quick villain. We don't even have to do stats for him. Let's just make a villain that... Who's going to fuck with him? Which, by the way, um, our six main stats equal out to strength with a plus two, dexterity with a plus one, (laughs) (laughs) Um, dexterity with a plus one, constitution with a zero, intelligence, negative three, wisdom, plus one, and charisma with a plus three. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So. So, a villain villain how about his tribe doesn't like that he's running away so there's constantly a singular guy going after him like a scout or a mercenary or something or a dickhead younger brother (laughs) (laughs) you have to serve the ramen you little dickhead i am serving the ramen or the wife seagull the who wanted. wants to marry him? The, the supposed spouse. Yeah. Okay. So okay. what if what if we did the uh, the marriage? What was what's it called? A uh, planned marriage. An arranged marriage. Arranged marriage. And the arranged marriage is a sequel woman, and she will do anything at all costs to stop him from getting his wings back, which kind of makes sense. Okay. Because his uh, newly healed wings means that he will be able to pursue all of the dreams that will take him away from town and yeah. away from her. So her, her main things is stop him from getting his wings clipped and stop him from meeting women. Okay. Um, so if we were to make a quick overview of her, she's coming off as a rogue. Okay. Her, a dirty seagull rogue. A dirty seagull rogue. Uh, her race is a Aarakocra seagull. Aarakocra seagull. Her background is a flower maker. Her alignment is clearly... Uh, she's coming off as evil. You have neutral good. Cha- you have lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good. Lawful neutral. True neutral, chaotic neutral. She comes off as chaotic neutral almost. Lawful evil, neutral evil, and chaotic evil. So she, she the reason why she comes off as chaotic neutral... Because chaotic neutrals follow their own heart and shirks the rules if they so wish... And that is Deadpool, Jack Sparrow, Creed from The Office, and, like, Rick Sanchez. Okay. So, if it pleases them, they'll... Oh, no, she might be chaotic evil, because she has no respect for others. Their lives are anything but their own desires. Uh, like the Joker, uh, Joffrey from Game of Thrones, Hisoka from Hunter mm. x Hunter, and Packard from The Office. So, what they'll do is, if this seagull woman sees uh, Gone Turtlepecker then she will literally kill to get him to not marry her. Yep. And that makes sense. If there was a um, lost baby bird in the pathway, she would stomp on through just to prevent him from getting his new wings. Okay, <laughs> so alignment is definitely going to be evil. Chaotic evil. Okay. Her personality is... <laughs> <laughs> a bitch. Clingy. <laughs> Uh, um, what about super intelligent? Okay. I like that. 
and maybe like vindictive. What does vindictive really mean? Um, kind of like sabotagey, like uh. show, um, spitefully, like sabotage him in order to, okay, you know, he'll she'll put sleeping pills in his ale at the end of the night. Not caring that there is someone who's wanting yeah. to rape him behind him. Okay. Spiteful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ideals. So early bird catches the worm. This, like, uh, <laughs> kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good one, right? Yeah, that is a pretty good one. Uh, her bonds clearly... Going turtle pecker. Of course. <laughs> Going turtle pecker. Her flaws. She's fucking crazy. She's <laughs> schizophrenic. Uh, yeah, she's fucking psychotic. <laughs> I'm putting down schizophrenic. <laughs> her name. Hmm. Something with. Uh, oh, how about like a, a beach chicken? <laughs> First name beach, second name chicken. <laughs> I was I was thinking like a like honey, like uh, like honey beach chicken. How about beach chicken honey woman? <laughs> okay. No no no, we have to agree on it. Okay. How about bus chicken for beach chicken? Bus chicken. Bus chicken. Bus chicken. Bussy chicken. Bus chicken. Her name is bus chicken. Bitch and be buzzy. Or honey bus chicken. Honey bus chicken. Honey bus chicken. <laughs> <laughs> honey bus chicken that's her name honey bus chicken uh, okay and should we roll for his stats or is that too in depth you think um maybe we roll for her stats yeah. a quick roll i think quick rolls for stats are fun okay okay rolling for honey bus chicken stats oh five five and a four 14 six five and a one 12 Five, four, and a three. Twelve. Do you want to do them? Sure. I love rolling for stats. Five, six, and a five. Oh, shit. Sixteen. Honey bus chicken is going to be a bad motherfucker bitch. intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, twelve. Six, Damn. four, and a two. Three, three, four. Three, three, four. So, ten. Okay. So Damn. she gets a because she's an air coker. She gets plus two to dexterity and a plus one to wisdom. So, what's her overall bonuses that we get to apply? She has a. These are the following mods that she gets to apply to her um, <sighs> skills. Oh boy. Plus two, plus one, plus one, plus three, plus one, and a zero. Okay, that's pretty good. Yep. That's With a good. random assignment. Uh, I mean, eventually an assignment of a plus two to dex and a plus one to wisdom. Okay, so to divvy these ones out, plus two, plus one, plus one, plus three, plus one, plus zero. Uh, so plus three definitely toward intelligence. Yes. That's like a fun one to uh -huh. give her. So she's also a rogue, so her stealth has to be good. Yeah, her dexterity has to be popping. Oh, she's got plus two already. Oh, yeah. So give her the plus, plus three. Plus two. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, three is the intelligence. Oh, okay. Plus two for sure. Yeah, so she's got a plus four dex. So that cuts out dexterity and intelligence. Yes. So how about 
her charisma, she seems like she could be pretty conniving. Yeah. Like, she could be manipulative with people. So maybe give the plus one to charisma. Okay. Plus one to charisma. And then maybe zero to her strength. Okay. And then wisdom. Wisdom should be a zero. I feel like she's got a plus one already, but... She doesn't seem very wisdom-filled. She's, like, kind of a cunt. We have only <laughs> one zero to give away, and you assigned it to strength. Oh, so we just have two plus ones left. Yeah. Okay. So. Strength. Uh, this is um, the stats for honey bus chicken. What? Bus chicken. Yep. Okay. Honey bus chicken. Strength of zero. Dexterity plus four. Constitution plus one. Intelligence plus three, wisdom, plus two, and charisma, plus one. Nice. A well-rounded character. And then should we give her a background as well? A honey maker, and she's a conniving bitch. She's a flower maker. That's right, flower maker. And she's a conniving bitch. Okay, conniving bitch. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Let's look up backgrounds and see which ones fall closest to honey bus chicken. Honey bus chicken. Hmm. Okay, so I have a better idea on why their wings were clipped. Okay. Okay, maybe um, Goan Turtlepecker, his past ancestor, maybe a couple generations back, did something so atrocious that his family from then on had to have all of their wings clipped. Oh, and her wings aren't clipped. And her wings aren't clipped. But she likes him a lot? But she likes him and wants to keep him in one place where she can keep an eye on him. Okay, that's good with me. Um, I'm looking for, do you think rival? Which one sounds like her? A baker? Should she be a baker? Uh, well, I mean, I think that's technically a, a mill, miller, a like miller? a flower miller. Hmm. That's one of them here, I think. No, it's not. They don't have miller here. Um, a farmer, maybe? Maybe. Like, what was she doing? She was a, she was making flour for... All this stuff, you know, what was what exactly does go was goes with that? I think it's literally a Miller, someone. Oh, there's a lover background. You've always had a special kind of charm on people. For some reason, people see you as an ideal candidate for an evening of fun or a lifelong partner. This skill gave you a rather strange point of view on life. What sort of lover are you? What people remember you the most? What are you searching for in life? Are you running away from you anything? She could be an evil lover. That's true. A scorned lover. Yes. So she's she gets with that skill proficiencies are persuasion and performance. Okay. She's good as fuck at sucking dick. Sorry, too inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, hold on. Oh, and it fits uh, the tool proficiencies because she gets thieves tools, herbalist pack, or a disguise kit. So she definitely get a disguise kit and thieves tools. Okay. Um, I mean, are you gonna write this down? No, this is just an easy overlay. Okay. So she's persuasion and performance. Yes. Uh, she gets thieves tools and disguise kit. Mm-hmm. And her equipment is a set of elegant clothes, a set of traveler's clothes, a grooming kit, including a block of soap and a pouch of gold of 20 gold pieces. Wow. Yeah, no, that, that fits her pretty well. Yeah. Okay. Slightly higher class than the noodle makers. Okay. She's marrying down. <laughs> yeah, but she's okay with it because she's just obsessed with this guy. Yep. She doesn't understand why he's so obsessed with ramen. And, uh, fuck, I think that's basically all of it. <laughs> so, a general overview of everything we just created. <laughs> we have Gone Turtle Pecker. 
It's a weird prehistoric twist on Kung Fu Panda mixed with a slight Romeo Juliet vibe, but not. But also with a touch of arc survival from the video game. And just a hint of the history of, of Icarus, who has flown too close to the sun. <laughs> What's the, uh, the world called? I forget. Didn't we call it something? No, we didn't. Egret World. Egret World. Okay. <laughs> not Egret, but like Egret. Egret World. Egret. In, in the world of Egret. This summer, in a universe far, far away, sits a planet called Egret World. A planet whose landmass is exactly the same as what a prehistoric Pangaea on Earth was like. This Pangaea continent hosts a variety of inhabitants, including intellectual humanoids, with every species of D&D races living about. But there's a twist. The animals aren't animals. They're dinosaurs. Amongst these dinosaurs in the northwestern portion of the landmass where modern-day Alaska would split, rests a small village located on a small, thick, rainforesty beach. This small village has a population of 500 tribe members that struggle to stay alive in a free market survival of the fittest economy. Amongst this small population is a small family of egrets with the surname of Turtlepecker. In this family, the smallest child egret, a metaphorical black sheep known as Gone Turtlepecker, was born. Gone found being born into this family was a curse. The Turtlepecker's name was sullied by their distant ancestors, causing all wings of their Turtlepecker families to be clipped. Gone was deeply troubled by this, as any bird person would be. By the time this young three-and-a-half-year-old egret was born, he was ready to fly the coop. He was banned from leaving, as his family owned a ramen noodle shop that Gome was proficient in handling, so proficient that he prayed daily to the holiest god of ramen, Ra Maruchan, until he was made an honorary paladin of his village. But that wasn't the only force that was keeping Gone from leaving. He was also promised to the neighboring shopkeeps of a family flower store to marry their beloved daughter, Honey Bus Chicken. Jesus Christ. Gone's intentions were clear that he had to leave, for staying in this town has made him a tenacious, spazzy, gullible young teen bird boy already. To stay longer would be mental suicide. Until one night, he slipped out of his village towards a dangerous swamp not far from home. Gone was able to escape his town and find a fallen nest of sticks that he burrowed himself into and slowly built a log cabin amongst the giant crocodiles of his new swamp home. Gone's plans? to escape the clutches of his planned marriage and find a way to recover his lost flight, not just in the physical form, but in his freedom as well. That concludes this podcast, guys. We're so stoked to be doing this. If anybody out there does character art, feel free 100% to do Gone Turtle Pecker or <laughs> Honey Bus Chicken. We look forward to anything everybody creates and uh, just, you know, thank you for listening. We, we have so much fun doing these and if you guys show support, the more support we see, the more likely we'll be to do this stuff. Uh, but overall, we just like doing it, so we're probably going to keep doing it. And we'd have even more fun if we could um, see what you guys could bring to the table, whether it's playing it, uh, again, creating character art, or even just giving us tips and tricks on what we should have done in the character building process. Yeah, just definitely. Let us know. And yep. We look forward to anything, guys. So thank you for listening, and uh, this has been a D&D channel god mode. Woo! Woo! Hasta mañana. Goodbye. <gasps> Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our dumb sense of fun from even dumber humanoids. We hope you had fun and that the show went by fast. And tell all your friends about this nerdy podcast. A D&D &D channel.
so stupid. That's funny. <laughs>